As you heard me say, um, the message I'm going to share with you is from Proverbs chapter 2 today, um, following uh, the blessing and the testimony that um, Sister Hilda shared. And recently I've been contemplating and thinking about the book of Proverbs more and more, uh, because I'm a man who needs more wisdom, and this is the book of wisdom. And um, there's been there has been various uh, factors. I mean, the very fact that um, we have been experiencing um, this coronavirus and the lockdown, and um, how important it is to uh, hear from the Lord, to act wisely, speak wisely, especially. Uh, regarding some uh, situation and some people. Uh, so I've titled my message, The Pursuit of Wisdom. Uh, the Pursuit of Wisdom uh, in the NIV Bible. Um, it titles chapter two as Moral Benefits of Wisdom. Amen. Which uh, I think does a fair job, but I think um, moral benefits limits it to just uh, action, whereas I think what uh, we are seeing and hearing um, in this chapter two is far more deeper uh, than just the moral aspects for our lives. Um, so we can uh, go ahead and I will uh, read a few verses from Proverbs chapter two. It says, my son, if you accept my words and store up my commands with you, turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding, Indeed, if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding, and if you look for it as if you look for it as for silver and search for it for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom; from His mouth comes knowledge and understanding. He holds success in store for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk in blameless, for the guards that the course of the just and protects the way of the faithful ones. Then you will understand what is right and just and fair, every good part. For wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will protect you and understanding will guard, will guard you. And finally, in verse 12, Wisdom will save you from the ways of wicked men, from men whose words are preserved. And um, I just want to focus on these uh, seven verses. And um, as you're very familiar and used to my father having points uh, in here, <laughs> you, can see, you can see seven conditions, but at the same time, seven outcomes of this wisdom. There are seven conditions as to how we should receive and how we should get this wisdom. And then the outcome, the results of when we receive this, uh, when we do these um, conditions and actions, then the outcome will be um, from verses uh, five onwards. But before I get to those verses, I just want to uh, give a, a, a quick introduction and um, yeah, so there are two types of wisdom. Uh, we've got the earthly wisdom and we've got heavenly wisdom. And this chapter two is clearly talking about heavenly wisdom. Of course, in this earth, we've got uh, 
lots of uh, philosophers, lots of knowledgeable people who've gained some earthly wisdom. Or for example, before this coronavirus, none of us had any idea of how to even spell the virus, but now we're all experts on how the virus travels and how, uh, what sort of virus this is and, and all that. Yeah. Uh, so those all relate to the earthly wisdom. But then the Bible talks about a greater wisdom, a heavenly wisdom, a wisdom that comes from God. And that's uh, the type that I'm going to speak to you about. But the point that we need to consider is godly wisdom, like our salvation, uh, although it's available for everyone, but it's not for everyone, but it's for those who seek it. Seek it. it. Uh, not everything, not everything that the Lord offers, people want. And uh, this heavenly wisdom, uh, if I read you a verse from James uh, 5, uh, 1, it says, it's because of him that you're in Christ, uh, who has become for us the wisdom of God. That is our righteousness, holiness, and redemption. And uh, actually, the James uh, 1.5 verse, it says, If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding faults, and it will be given to you. So there is an action that we should take. We should, we should ask for it. We should seek it. Um, but it's available for all those who want to have it. And it might be interesting to you that the Hebrew word for wisdom uh, for those of us who speak Farsi, it's very similar word. Hakmot, which is hikmat. very similar to Hekmat, hikmat. and uh, that's the Hebrew uh, writing here for Vasken, who speaks fluent Hebrew. <laughs> uh, that's, <laughs> that's, uh, that's a word uh, which is uh, used for, uh, very interestingly, that's a word which is used for a female plural. So it's it's a female-related world. And uh, in the ancient Greek, wisdom was very much symbolized to, to females, to women. And this is a verb for a, a female plural. Mm -hmm. uh, and that symbolism, akmot, uh, had a special meaning for um, during the Bible time and for the ancient Greek. But for us as Christians, much more than that symbol, we can see as Colossians 2, 3 says, um, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. This is no longer for us just a symbol, but it's actually mm -hmm. a person. And that's the person of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is our wisdom and knowing him better can give us a better understanding of a godly wisdom. So it would be wrong of me to say that Jesus Christ had a lot of wisdom because he was the wisdom himself, the same way that God is love, the same way that God is gracious. Jesus was wisdom himself, so he, he became wisdom for us. So when we know him more, we can learn more from him also. Amen. And uh, finally, in my introduction, before getting to the points, um, I wanted to point out that there is a difference between knowledge and wisdom. And perhaps I can open this question to the group. What do you think is the difference between knowledge and wisdom? 
if we can hear some mm. comments. Mm. What's the difference between knowledge and wisdom? Knowledge, first of all, you could have the wrong knowledge of something. Okay. But right. wisdom would be, it would be a wise thing, and if anything, on board. Mm. Knowledge is information. Absolutely. Wisdom, if it's from the right source, then it can benefit your life. It could enhance your life. Mm. It can give so you victory in life. So can information. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think, I think uh, knowledge can be intellectual, but wisdom is knowing when to apply that knowledge in the right situation. True. Right. Yeah. right. Well said. Yes, absolutely. And, and I, I, I fully agree with all those comments that um, knowledge is gaining those information. For example, you want to go to a university today and study medicine. And by the end of your um, doctorate or degree, you are not medically trained in terms of your information. But by no means you're a capable doctor. A capable doctor is a doctor that has the experience behind that knowledge to, to act on various situations. Or you can study theology. You can go and become a doctorate in theology, but a doctorate in theology does not necessarily make you a successful pastor because being a pastor requires more than that knowledge, more than that information. Very much from, uh, from, from the Bible. So yes, applying those information uh, to the situation, that's, that's what wisdom is. Mm. Uh, Jesus, perhaps, if you had compared it to a Pharisee, had not studied as much as a Pharisee had studied the Bible. But when, as the 12 years old, he sits amongst the Pharisees, they're amazed at his wisdom. They're saying, mm. who, is, who is this guy who has this much wisdom? He might not have as much knowledge as we do, but then whenever Jesus spoke to the Pharisees, he was quoting, have you not read, which is very ironic because they should have read, they should have mm. read the Bible, but he's questioning their knowledge. Well, even if you have read, what good is that if you're not applying it to, to your life? Um, so I will continue with my uh, presentation to, to get to, uh, to the points that I wanted to share with you. I go one slide forward. Yeah, that's that's the sound for the key of <laughs> godly wisdom. So the key for godly wisdom we can find in verse six. Um, that this is the key that unlocks this uh, whole point. It says, "For the Lord gives wisdom; from His mouth come knowledge and understanding." So if for any second we thought that we can gain godly wisdom by our own effort or by our own understanding, we're absolutely wrong. As um, again, the Proverbs 1, 7 says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Yes, but fools despite wisdom and instruction. So if they despise God's knowledge and understanding and the information, then, uh, as the Bible says, uh, be acting like a fool. So that would be our, our, our key verse uh, to focus on. But then, as you can see in here, 
uh, I've made this into a little chart of the seven points that we see here that we can see the outcome on the opposite side. So the first point, first condition for receiving godly wisdom is accept my words. As the verse says, says my son, if you accept my words, and this is a very simple but a very crucial part of the, of the condition. Because if you're not accepting God's word, then you might as well just throw in the towel and give it up. And um, that's, that, that's one of the first and primary conditions for receiving godly wisdom. And that is accepting his word. There are many theologians today that can teach you theology but they have problems with accepting Lord's words and his wisdom in their life. And those two, unfortunately, cannot go together. And then continuing that uh, verse one and the second part of the verse, it says, and store up my commands. So accepting God's words, but not only accepting it, but remembering it memorizing it, storing it up in our heads, storing my commands is the second condition. And then continuing in verse 2, the third condition, turning your ear to wisdom. In Persian we say, So turning our ears, tuning our ears to godly wisdom. Because as Vaskenjan um, mentioned, we might be hearing various information which are not always correct as well. There, there's been a lot of rumors about this coronavirus that we're facing about what, what it's made of, whether it's political or it's medical, when the virus is coming, if it's coming, and all these other things. But not all those informations are correct. And this is where the Bible says, if you turn your ear to wisdom, to godly wisdom, to God's voice. And if you remember in Elijah's story in uh, 1 Kings chapter 19, Elijah was looking for God, was searching for God in the wrong places. Mm-hmm. There was an earthquake and then he thought he can find God there. And then there was a fire and then he thought he can find God there. But then at the end, where did, he find, where did he find God? There's a small whisper. He heard God's voice in a small whisper. And this is where you turn your ear to God's wisdom. There is a story, I will share this story and then be back to the slide. Uh, a man was walking into a jungle and then uh, he wasn't careful and there was a big pit, there was a big hole. And then he fell into the hole. And um, he he was very worried, so he cried out. He asked for help, help. But then there was no one passing. Um, after a couple of hours, he could hear the leaves, so he could tell that somebody is uh, about to pass. Uh, so before before he heard these uh, leaves, he did, and uh, he asked God for, for help. He said, um, "Lord, please help me. Please get." get me out of this. And um, the Lord said, um, my child, I've heard your cry and I've heard your uh, call for help and and I will deliver you from this. And um, the man 
said, okay. The Lord said, just give me some time and I will, I will deliver you out of this. So as, the, as they went on, um, a, a man was passing and um, he heard this man down, down at the pit and said, oh, I can, I can see you've fallen into the pit. Uh, let me help you. And then he kind of raised uh, his hand to help this guy. And then the guy said, oh, no, 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 thank you. Um, I've asked the Lord and the Lord will come and help me. And the man was surprised. He said, well, I'm, I'm here now. Let me, let me get you out of this hole. And he said, no, the Lord has promised that he will come and get me out of this hole. He's rejected, yeah. So, yeah, he rejected the help. So the guy went past by. And then after a few hours, he was coming back home. And he saw the man, he's still there. And he said, man, let me, let me help you. Let me take you out of this. But then he refused any sort of help. So the guy thought, maybe he's not mentally stable. Let me call the emergency services and let <laughs> me let them know that there is somebody stuck here and they're very keen that the Lord should help them. Anyway, to cut the story short, the emergency services came, they offered all sort of help, but he was refusing all of it. He, he did not want to be helped in any sense. And at the end, as you can probably guess, he died out of hunger. <laughs> and he, went, he went to the Lord in heaven and he said, Lord, what happened? You promised that you're going to come and help me. Why did you not help me? Why did you let me die in there? And the Lord said that, well, I did try to help you. I actually tried to help you several times, but every time you rejected my help. And this is making a point about turning our ear into wisdom, which mm -hmm. is found in uh, point two, that sometimes, especially as Middle Easterns, we think something that's from God, something that's uh, containing Lord's wisdom, it should be very obvious, very in person. The Lord himself, yeah, Jesus Christ so himself, should come in person and send us a message. Whereas uh, the actual source of Lord's wisdom is found uh, in the Bible. And if we're reading the Bible, reading God's word, um, in a very careful manner, that's where we find our most lead in our lives. At least that's my experience, that if I want to uh, follow the Lord's wisdom. So point number four, applying your heart to, to understand. understand. And um, again, in verse two, we can, we can see that after turning our ear to wisdom comes applying our hearts to understanding. So wanting to understand Lord's way, not our terms, not our ways, but the Lord ways um, mm. is one of the other conditions of wisdom. And then continuing in verse three, now we need to call for insight. Verse There's five. Sort of yeah, point five, but in verse three, each verse has two points um, up to now. There's like an A section and B section. Mm. And that's actually a common theme in the book of Proverbs. Each verse comes in two parts, mm. which contains kind of a complete information. And uh, calling for insight. 
some of the things that we see in this life or we see in the Bible are very obvious. They're kind of on the upfront. But then there are other things that are in the background. There, you need an insight to see. You need a wisdom to understand it. Do you remember what the uh, what Jesus Christ told uh, Nicodemus, uh, the the man of knowledge in John three? He told him that I'm talking to you about earthly things, and you do mm. not understand it. Now, do you want me to talk to you about heavenly things? Yeah, well, you will definitely not understand it then. If you're not understanding the earthly things, the simple things, how then will you understand the heavenly things? Or when the Apostle Paul is uh, writing his letters and he's saying, how long are you going to drink milk? When are you going to have a heavier meat? Exactly. When are you going to eat that meat? I want to give you a heavier meal but you're still acting and talking and thinking like a child. And this is that insight. This is the, the difference between um, a man who is just very vaguely and very uh, kind of passing by reading the word of God or that man who is going deeper in the word of God. Yeah. And then continuing again in verse three, cry out, for cry aloud for understanding or cry out for understanding. Yes, so not just actually hearing and putting it into our life. Are we going to talk about Lord's wisdom? Are we going to talk about godly wisdom to other people as well? Are we going to help other people understand as well? Because that's again one of the conditions of wisdom. If you want to be a wise person, not only you need to be amongst wise people and amongst uh, wise uh, institutes, but you need to actually be a person that delivers this godly wisdom as well. There's been time in my life uh, that I have said something which I've regretted it straight away or immediately or after a while uh, because it didn't have wisdom in it. But there's also been times where I have spoken a word i've said something and that has been a blessing to someone and they've been very thankful for it but i knew that that wasn't my mind that wasn't mm. what i was intending to say but from it just god. came out at the right time in the right way mm. from the word of god and this is when you cry aloud that wisdom when you pass it on when you say actually this is this is what i think you should do in this situation uh, based on the godly wisdom that you received. And as verse 4 says that you should search for it like silver or a hidden treasure, constantly search for it. There's a term that says money does not grow on trees, for sure. No treasure is found easily. So if we treasure this, if we see this as a very valuable and a very expensive treasure, then we should constantly search for it and mm -hmm. we should um, go after it and our, all our effort is going to be worthwhile in that. Now, after we do these seven conditions from verse five onwards, these are the outcomes, these are the results. And this is when it says, then what's going to happen? You're going to understand the fear of the Lord. Mm -hmm. And as we heard in verse five, 
uh, sorry, in uh, Proverbs 1 7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of any knowledge. So, understanding the fear of the Lord gives us uh, that perspective, that knowledge that we need to uh, get deeper in the Lord as well. And continuing, uh, it says, finding the knowledge of God. So, not just now understanding it, but also finding it uh, in in, in God's word as well and as as I read uh, to you from 1st Corinthians 1 30 it says it's because of him that you're in Christ Jesus mm. it's become for us the wisdom of God that is our righteousness holiness and mm. redemption so the wisdom of God has been um, kind of concluded in one person and this is uh, this is something amazing that we can experience in, in our Lord Jesus. Point three in the outcome, it says righteous ones receive wisdom in verse seven. It promises that the righteous can receive wisdom. And in, in Farsi we say shodan So those who walk in the righteousness mm. can experience this wisdom Again, as I said, it's not for everyone, it's for those who seek it and for those who treasure it and for those who understand it because in him all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge are hidden. And then continuing to point four, he is a shield for the righteous ones. He is a shield for the righteous ones. Again, in verse seven, uh, when uh, Apostle Paul's uh, praised in Ephesians 1 for the uh, for the church in Ephesus he's actually praying that this this church these people will receive the spirit of wisdom I mean the spirit of wisdom in itself uh, is, is a gift from the Lord which today I will not have time to speak about when we talk about uh, word of knowledge word of wisdom uh, which is a gift it's a spiritual gift but um, even, even the person who does not have the gift of word of knowledge or word of wisdom can still experience the godly wisdom that comes from the Lord. And this is promised to, uh, to those uh, who uh, are righteous one and God is shielding them. God is protecting them. Again, in verse 5, emphasize that, that he guards and protects the faithful ones. Uh, that should be verse uh, 7 as well. I've, I've mistakenly written verse 3. So he guards and protects the faithful one, as uh, promised here as well. And um, there, is a, there is a verse in here which I, again, very much like. It says in 1 Corinthians 1, 24 and 25, it says, But to those whom God has called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God for the foolishness of God. It's very interesting, the terminology that Paul uses here. For the foolishness of God is wiser than human wisdom. <laughs> and, the, and the weakness of God is stronger than human strength. Very ironic, right? I mean, how dare you say the foolishness of God? And... Uh, <laughs> Apostle Paul is saying that even if for a second, even if for a second, we give you the benefit of the doubt, 
and we think that there is some foolishness in our God. In his foolishness, he's still wiser than any other human being. Mm -hmm. And in his weakness, he's still stronger, stronger. than any human strength, <laughs> which, which, is, uh, is, which is a very strong and a powerful verse uh, when we look at it. And uh, going to verse six, uh, sorry, point six or verse nine, understanding the right path to take, which I think is the one of the main and the key issues that people struggle with in this world. They don't know where to go. They don't know what path to take. Uh, they want to decide about their education. They're confused. They want to decide about their marriage. They're unsure about their ministry, about their calling. And whatever you talk to them about, they're this kind of in uncertainty. And this is because they're not seeking that godly wisdom. Because this godly wisdom can make us understand what part to take. In Psalm 119, uh, verse 105, it says, Your word is like a lamp to my feet. And like a light to my path, like a lamp to my feet and like a light to my path. It's not like a very huge projection no. that shows like very far ahead. You know, in football stadiums, they have these huge projectors that can lit up the whole football pitch. It's not one of those. Don't it's like. actually, yeah, it's very small light that you take kind of in your hand, which can just barely show you what's in front of you. And that's, that's how godly wisdom works. It doesn't give you the full projection of the next five years, but it shows mm -hmm. you what the next step is, what the next um, part is. And it will take us forward step by step. Absolutely, absolutely. That's and this is why we need to have the Holy Spirit, because yeah. that's, that's what the Holy Spirit does. It guides us to our path and where, where we should talk, where we should be silent, where we should um, go ahead. I'm sure you've heard uh, from my father the story of Brother Levon looking for him on the football pitch that he was playing, that Brother Levon got a message from the Lord that he should go on this street. And he wasn't sure why he should turn into that street. And then now turn left, now turn right. And then there was a football pitch that a teenager, Edward, is playing football. So he went and after, after confusing him with their address and not wanting to see him in their house, <laughs> he found him. He found him again and said, where is your mother? Why, why did you not answer my calls? I came to your door. And uh, my uncle, my uncle Hike, was very upset with my father giving Brother Levon the address of their house as well. But what was <laughs> the outcome of that? The outcome was a family was saved because a man of God was following the path mm -hmm. of godly wisdom and godly understanding. And the final point is guarding your knowledge and wisdom. So not only we will gain this knowledge, but the Lord himself, as he promises in verse 11, he will protect us. He will protect this uh, knowledge and wisdom that we receive because it's not ours that we should protect it. He will guard it uh, for our sake so we can continue in this uh, knowledge and wisdom that we received from the Lord. So once again, I want to pursue 
this wisdom from God. And I want to encourage you always to pursue this wisdom of God also. And I will stop sharing my screen. So I hope um, that message has been a blessing to you. It's, uh, it's been very heavy on my heart. And I want to conclude it with uh, one verse from uh, Exiliastic, uh, which again, Solomon himself, who was a man of wisdom, has written. And that's from Exiliastic 2.27 that says, To the person who pleases him, God gives wisdom, knowledge, and happiness. Amen. 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 Thank you, Thank Thank you, you. very much, Hawan. That was very good. Thank you. Very good. God bless you all. And I hope that's been... A blessing to you. Very good. Very Thank much you. so. Very much yeah, so. I've made notes, but I've told Charles that they're only for me. I'm not going to share it with him. <laughs> <laughs> by, by the way, your your message was wise. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you.